0: Windchill time again. I thought so you'd get a little peaceful goodness from 89.5 WMOT. I heard my buddies uh, Reno Bo and Jacob Jones, they do the Electric Western every Monday night at the five spot in East Nashville. It's probably one of the coolest, you don't feel like you're in Nashville, experiences you can have while in Nashville. That one's the top of my list. I need to sit down and write this shit down eventually. I was thinking the other day, just uh, as I was telling that story about my couple podcasts ago about my cousin running away from home, it got me thinking of a couple other random ass stories that you just kind of take for granted when you spend most of your life, most of your last 10 years of your life in bars and restaurants, consuming mass amounts of alcohol and meeting a lot of random people. A lot of really cool people, but also a lot of random people. <laughs> Good um, wrap up to the New Year's weekend. I'm trying to think back of like the coolest New Year's I ever had. I remember my New Year's when it went from 99 to 2000 when everything was supposed to go crazy. The kids these days can't even wrap their head around how much. We didn't even have like what did we have maybe like a tenth of the amount of web stuff that we have today and the the thought of it all collapsing it just people couldn't even wrap their heads around it. I think that's why more people didn't lose their minds is because uh there was the web didn't permeate every aspect of your life. Everybody's cars didn't run off the web or phones or everything that you touched every every transaction you made for goods or services involved the web I mean I guess it's kind of like whenever you go to a place it only takes cash anymore it's just like. It's like your friend that decided to drive a, you know, drive a, a a car from the 70s, and not even like a GTO, like, I mean, a, a car that was unremarkable even in its day when it rolled out. Even when it was deli- delivered new, you were ju- in the 70s. They were like, eh, it's all right, man, it ain't nothing special. Like a Maverick. You ever seen a Maverick? Check out. Just Google a Maverick car. And you'll see something It's just kind of like... It's not a Pinto, but it's not a Mustang either. It's just a Maverick. It's kind of like a Chevy Cavalier of the 70s. I'm sure they made them pre-70s. I don't think so. I think they're all just 70s and 80s. They're awful cars. I'm sure there's somebody that's nostalgic about having a badass Maverick. But nobody was really juiced about it. That's that's the equivalent of when you go to a place that only takes cash only. Because it, it, it cash only is like... You already have a certain level of suspect that there's some illicit shit going on when it's cash only. Cash only is the equivalent of uh, what else? Cash only um, auto repair places uh, and contractors for your house are already the the things right out of the gate that you're already suspect of like, I know I'm going to get dicked around on this. I just don't know to what extent of what it is. Prime example. We're having some electrical issues at the house. and I can replace like switches and lights and stuff, like the light fixtures, but I don't like messing with anything else. Because if you don't do electrical, when you do it, it turns out two ways. Either it works perfect or it burns your house down. There's no middle road. There's no, ah, it works some of the time. I like plumbing, like, oh, there's a leak there, let's fix that. Electrical, it's like, oh yeah, and then it burned the house down. So we called this one contractor we found off Facebook, shows up with his bomb, by the way, contractor shows up at your house with his mom, not a good indicator. Not a good indicator, it's, gonna, it's, it's starting off on the right foot. Any type of contractor. So, shows up with his mom, another guy, tell us we need a whole new electrical panel and box. It's only about 2500 3000 but he'll do it. In the bargain basement price for $1,300. Like, eh, alright, let's get a second opinion. Plus, the duder came over and left his backpack or his work bag with all of his tools, drills, nips, everything, gauges, everything. Just left it there for like a week because he had to. And he was rushing out because he had to go to a job. And I'm like, this is the the, the two indicators. It's not going to be a good contractor. One, he leaves all your tool, all of his tools at your house without ever even doing any part of the job, any job at your house, other than looking at stuff. And his mom comes yeah. with. So we called another electrician, came over, and he was like, "Oh no, dude, your box is in awesome shape. Yeah, it's like very rarely we ever get in these old houses and everything's put together as well as your house is. I'm like, well, shit, that's good. <clears throat> but he went through everything. Like, look, here's your two fuses that keep flipping, or breakers. Here's why. We need to decrease electricity on this or increase more power back there. Which one you want to do? Here's the cost, blah, blah, blah. Broke it down. Spent three hours at the house, left, it was like $325. I'm like, okay, done. And then the other dude, after like a week after leaving his tools here, his mom shows up yesterday and was just like, uh, here to pick up his tools. Did y'all get that fixed? And my wife was like, yeah, we went in and got it fixed. She's like, how much did it cost you? She's like, about 300 bucks. She goes, you better watch yourself with some of these contractors, they're really not that good. And the third indicator, you're a contractor, isn't reputable or probably not the most top-notch when they pull up in your driveway and they have to leave their car running because it probably won't restart if they turn it off yeah probably not allocating those funds in the right place and they wouldn't be at your house to start with if they hadn't left their tools there you know what you make a living with your livelihood your tools i'm sure dentists do that all the time they just leave their tools laying around Any hoozle. All I'm saying is that it's weird that uh, people really can't wrap their head around what it was like pre-internet. It'll never happen. So, uh, father-in-law came down. First time he's been down ever. Good dude. And uh, he brought some ribs, smoked chicken, some other stuff with him. And I will be the first to say that I am spoiled when it comes to food. I'm not an expert, I'm not a foodie, but I'm a fat fuck that likes to eat really, really good food. And I'm not talking white tablecloth, I'm just talking like I know what I like and I know what's really good to me and that's what I enjoy to eat. And I am fortunate enough, I'm in an industry and I live in a city that has a good selection of all those things and they are affordable and very approachable and I have great friends that cook a lot of those things that happen to be good friends beside the fact that they cook a lot of the shit that I really like. So to say, my father-in-law brings down ribs and chicken that he smoked and it's not bad. The wor- Listen, you can't be a jerk about any ribs in your house that you didn't cook. You can't. Because anybody that took the time to cook those and bring them over, you can't be a jerk about it. But I also can say is like, they're good, but I am used to eating a different caliber of barbecue and ribs. And uh, trying to explain this to my wife without sounding like a complete jerk is a bit difficult. I ate the ribs. Shit, I'd eat them again. Same with the chicken and everything else. It's just that I am very spoiled when it comes to when it comes to food around me. It's the same way and my wife is great. She loves her father's cooking. It's been forever she's had it, but that's what she grew up with. And I can see that. You're kind of nostalgic about it because that's what you grew up with. But I could also see to where what I enjoy back in my hometown of Arkansas and stuff like that maybe isn't gonna to translate to other people that it's like I'm, I like big red cola. I always drink a Big Red Cola when I go back home. I don't drink cola or soft drinks or Coke when I'm here in, in Nashville, ever. Ever. Uh, and Not for any other reason. I just, I'm just don't, never been a soft drink guy. I went through a phase of Mountain Dews when I was drinking about 10 or 12 a day when I worked for Pepsi. Other than that, but I have a Big Red. But I, if I tell everybody how delicious Big Red is and I give them one, they're just like, yeah, dude, this is all right. This ain't the best soft drink. And I'm like, I had to learn after years, going, all right, it's not, it's good to me for nostalgia, but it's not like everybody else's thing, which makes sense. Um, Same way with my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law makes ribs and ham and does all this stuff. It's good, but I also have to say it's family nostalgic Arkansas good. It's not like real world Julia Child's James Beard House good. You know, they're just different nuance with somebody that's cooked stuff 10, 20,000 times. It's like the people that try to replicate old family recipes. You can try, but you're never going to have the feel or the knowledge of doing it 10,000 times. I, my my grand... Both my grandma, My grandmother McKee and my grandma McCormick. My grandma McCormick is the 18th of 18 kids. And she makes tortillas and salsa just by feel that are just top-notch, top-notch, without anything on them. Just tortillas right out of the pan, flour, just awesome. My sister's documented the recipe, watched her write down the recipe and all that, but I'm under no illusion that I'm ever going to cook those tortillas, and they're going to have the same vibe, feel, or flavor as my grandmother that just goes in the kitchen and throws stuff in a pile, turns on the skillet, and cooks them with her bare hands without any utensils and uses uh, the end of a a wooden dowel off the, or a end of a broom handle to roll them out. Same way with my grandma McKee. She makes chicken and dumplings. I can watch her make them a thousand times and I can write down all the measurements and everything but I'm probably never going to be good at making her chicken and dumplings. Same with my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law makes great chicken and dumplings. Probably never going to be good at either one of those because I'm not going to dedicate... I don't. Lo- I love theirs but I don't love them enough where I could make them a thousand times to be really good at making them. It's kind of my take on it. I even saw like, I think it was on one of the Southern foodways or mind of a chef or something where Sean Brock, uh, was cooking with his mom and she's making her chicken and dumplings. And she's just like, it's just simple. It's just simple. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm, I've won all these awards and I'm a trained chef. It's not that simple because it's a, it's a feel thing. You can execute the most eloquent recipe as it's written down, but the feel of it, the rounded off part of it, is what you can't duplicate. It's my food rant, my internet rant. um, Yesterday, New Year's Day, about, I think I stopped in like 2013. It's been about five years since I've done it, but I always went out to Percy Priest Lake on New Year's Day and did the polar bear plunge. Did it one year when it was like, Air temperature was like 25 degrees. It was cold to say the least. And um, this year I was fortunate it was only like 50 degrees out. All that to say, shit was still cold. It was still really cold. I, uh, but this time we took the whole family. My wife being the trooper that she is, went out and uh, we plunged. You can check it out at, at the Neil McCormick on Instagram we um, Facebook. Just do them for me. I don't think I've changed my settings on Facebook. Where anybody can see my shit yet. I always change... I change them just because we had to have, like, six mutual friends. And I had to approve it. Just because... Man, as many years traveling around as many people i drink drank beer with. You're a good dude. And I enjoy having beer with you in Tupelo, Mississippi. But I don't need to see your shit on a regular basis. That's our relationship. And that's okay. Um... But on Instagram, I have just most of everything that I just push from one of the other. It's not like I have a top secret Facebook. But wife, we took our four-year-old daughter, two-year-old son. He loves to play in water. Unless that shit is freezing and he wasn't a fan at all. He enjoyed it, though. Once we got in got out, uh, we didn't take the three-month-old for obvious reasons. But took the two-year-old, four-year-old. It was a good time. My friend Dave on Facebook hit me up. Said the water wasn't really that cold out. I'm like, I know, but we're trading for this John Boat trip down to Antarctica, and the kids are going to have to fish with their hands. So I'm getting them used to it. She's like, that makes sense. But that's about all I got. January 2nd, going in. Check the year-end numbers, kids. What's those numbers look like? Did we hit goal? Did we salvage something in Q4? Anyone? Any salespeople out there? Q4? Did we did we pull it out there at the end? You know, because we had the holidays and the retail and. All right, we get it. Another spin around the planet, and this—it's the. Uh, I never noticed anybody's obituary that had a credit score in it. So maybe I'm just getting jaded as I'm getting older. The things I used to give a shit about. Like I still care about them, but I don't always, like, live and die by like, what the end of year numbers are. Like Every day that I'm doing what I'm doing it with the people I'm doing it with and surrounded by the people in my life is a good day. Because I am, come from a point of reference of, from Arkansas where I know what the opposite is. So as long as I'm not there doing that, which wouldn't be that bad, I just prefer to be doing what I'm doing here. And if this seems to come to an end one day, I've had a good run. Even if today was that day, it would suck because I need insurance for three small children. But other than that, I really don't. I really don't like get that emotional about it. I enjoy what I do. I've enjoyed what I've done, and i work around great people. But at the end of the day, man, it's, it's a good ride. Enjoy every day of it. A friend Fonda sent me a quote after my buddy passed away a couple years ago that said, uh, "The trouble is, you think there's time." time to get around to it instead of just doing it. That's all I got. I hope you all have a good rest of your week. Your New Year's is kicking off right. You ate them beans and grains, y'all, for prosperity and farts. I think that's what it's for. That's all I got for windshield Time. Please pass along to a friend if you enjoy it. Share it on the Facebooks or the Instagrams or the Twitters it pushes out to also. That's all I got. You have a good weekend.